It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. It is awesome to be here with you today on the BetQL Network, where every game is Game 7. We bring you no hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, and we bring you sports. And it's not just Nick and Ken today. Tyler Morales with us again today. Day 20, as he as Joe yeah. DiMaggio, watch your back. Cal Ripken, <laughs> watch out. Tyler Morales, Undertaker. Almost oh, old enough to out. drink. Yeah. We're just going to, uh, we got to keep Brock Lesnar away from Tyler. We got to keep the streak intact. We got to keep Paul mm-hmm. Heyman and Brock Lesnar away from Tyler. So the streak can, uh, can keep rolling for our guy, Tyler Morales. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets and we bring you sports. And we are coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends, the studs at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations across this great country and world of ours, including Sirius Channel 217 and XM205. Shout out to those of you listening to us on satellite radio. We appreciate you. As Ken and I bring you the wagertainment, we're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sports books, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And do so on this F3. We got three words, and they all start with the letter F. Phenomenal. Football Friday. Nailed it. November 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show's on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, he's on X, at Lockie Lockerson. Always good to be on X on a Friday. On this phenomenal Football Friday, we will do you, dear listener and dear viewer, the courtesy of supplying you with the best sports betting information to win this weekend on football, basketball, and football with five phenomenal guests. Sam Paniotovich, Ness and Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast, NFL and college football bets, and of course, the hashtag Chuckle Game. Now 6-2 and two on the year, courtesy of Sammy P. The Chuckle Game coming up to start. Hour number two, the return of the king. I actually think that's the second best of the Lord of the Rings movies. I was a Two Towers guy. I like, love the bad Helm's Deep battle at the end of the Two Towers. But Return of the King is a really good movie also. It's like nine hours long. The like, king returns to, to you... What is it? Look to the, on the second day, look to the West or whatever it is. What does he say? Gandalf? I, or he's like, look to I'm the, not sure. On the fifth day. But I think of... Well, uh, he said it was your favorite movie. So I was like, what, did, what does he say? The like, two towers? On the, on, the, on the eighth day, look to the East, like, and you'll see me or whatever. Like, on the, on the ninth the day of the NBA season, we looked West. And, and who was it? I, love I thought you were going to finish. Mark, our guy Mike Gallagher. Yeah. Mike Gallagher will join us. He's uh, He's got the one ring to rule them all. The great Mike Gallagher will join us on the show today. I thought you were going with like Metallica. Take a look to the sky just before you die. It's the last time you will. Yeah, you know but all those Metallica lyrics. Like, you know, like all of them. I know none of them. So, like, all that stuff's over my head. I got nothing. I can do the two towers stuff. I can't do the Metallica stuff. I loved Metallica back in the day. I can tell. Way back yeah, in you the quote, day. You quote them a lot on the show. And you're you know, it's like, it's like that line. And then you say it and I go, I've never heard of this song or this line in my entire like i don't know this they're pretty good (laughs) they're pretty good uh mike gallagher stops by the king returns to you better you bet today mike gallagher from established the run uh try to explain how we're going to bet this nba in-season tournament great marketing by the league it starts tonight 
<laughs> we'll talk about it over the course of the show today. Basically, these are like regular, regular season games that also like count for the in-season tournament. We'll, we'll do our best to try to explain it to you and how we're looking to bet it. But the in-season tournament starts tonight in the association. Mike Gallagher joins us to talk that and more. We'll get soccer bets for the weekend, including De Classiker with Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund coming up this weekend in the Bundesliga with our pal Anthony DeBundo from the Wonder Goal podcast. Brad Evans, our stadium teammate here live on the line, prop bets for week nine in the NFL, and the great Colin Wilson from Big Bets on Campus, his favorite college football bets for this weekend. Plus, Ken and I are going to hit you with P-squared, B-squared for Week 10 in the National Football League with the two teams we saw play on Thursday night football last night, the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I pray that Will Levis keeps, like, imagine if, like, Ryan Tannehill's healthy and Mike Vrabel's like, yeah, we're going back to Tanny. I pray that doesn't happen. Hopefully it's Will Levis and the Titans visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we'll talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Five and three, despite being outgained in all eight games this season. Somehow, someway, five and three. Mike Tomlin, Kenny Pickett, and the Steelers voodoo. The Steelers will host next week. Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Here's my prediction. They won't be outgained next week, and they'll be 6-3 and three after the game. We'll talk about that as we move along coming up here in hour number one. Less than two hours from now. Get your tickets out, everybody, and stand behind the yellow lines. The locomotive leaves the station in two hours. All of Ken Barkley's bets. Lock Miss Day 5, the entire college football card coming up this weekend. Week 10 in the great sport. And Power Hour, final hour, featuring all our bets for tonight in the National Hockey League. Only a couple games bets to steal, but we'll give you bets for both of them. How we're betting the NBA tonight. Night 1 of the in-season tournament, a.k.a. It's like random Friday night in the NBA, just like regular season games that now count towards a tournament. And of course, side and total for every game NFL Week 9 on Sunday with all the latest injury information as it hashtag crosses the wire here over the course of the next four hours here on the show. We're locked and loaded. Phenomenal Football Friday. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Good. Uh, we got to do dealer's choice. We, I think we can start in like 17 different places, honestly. We could start with the game last night. Uh, we could start with Wembenyama. I got something in hockey. We could talk about if you're excited to bet the NBA in-season tournament. Like we have a lot of angles here. Like NFL will do a lot the rest of the hour. What do you What do you want to start with? What's like? What are you most? It sounds like you're most into Wembenyama based on what you were talking about before the show. Uh, you, you know, like it's just it's one of these situations again where the NFL game ends and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try and go to bed right now. Like I would like to go to bed now. Mm. And then like the, the the Spurs are beating the Suns again. Like by like how a billion. Yeah. And then the Suns had that great comeback, like, and they, yeah. they, they tie the game. And then this, like, what a, I was so impressed by the Spurs last night. Like, obviously, Wembenyama, but, like, by the Spurs to, like, take that punch from Phoenix with, like, Booker and Durant and, like, the, the crowd's going nuts. And to beat the Suns and, like, pull away at the end the way they did, it was really impressive. So I ended up staying up late again, past midnight, past my bedtime, watching watching sports. Yeah, yet another day here in October and November in the year of our Lord 2023. And just in awe of Wembenyama. And I asked you before the show, I tongue in cheek, obviously, because we're only a couple games in, but I are we entering like Julio Rodriguez, like hit by bus territory yet for, for Wembenyama, just like to win rookie of the year. Like obviously if he gets hurt now, like and I hope that doesn't happen, obviously. He's not gonna win. But like if if he stays healthy, it's it's a wrap, man. Like, how is oh, he yeah. not winning this award if he stays? He's out, right? He's exceeded, I think, what anyone's expectations for him. I, I guess there are some people out there that maybe expected him to, like, be what he's been so right. far. I mean, l- last night he looks like a top five player in the league. He's, like, he's like 18 yeah. years old or whatever. It's ridiculous. He's uh, he's phenomenal. He was awesome. I watched the game, too. Uh, he's great. 
the price in the market for rookie of the year uh, went to like minus 350, minus 400 on the back of the game. And that's correct. And it's like, oh, well, but we should bet that, right? Because like, how can he lose? Uh, if he got hurt, Chad Holmgren would win. So that's what you're betting right now. Like you're betting like, will he? And to be fair, he'd be like, well, if it's just injury, minus 400 seems like still a good bet, right? Like what's the likelihood somebody sustains an injury? I don't know, man. He's like seven foot nine. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> higher right. than normal, right? I, I don't know. Like, what are you looking for here? So like I, his I just- probably uh, hurt a little bit, I would right? say on a daily basis would so, be my guess. Yeah, like if he, if he plays, you know, 65, 70 games, whatever, like, yeah, he wins for sure. And the market has a price that way now. And we were curious going into the year if that was going to be like, was he really going to be as advertised? That's why the price on him to win rookie of the year was, you know, like minus 150, minus 120, minus 130. And Chet Holmgren's gotten off to a really good start. So like that, like that was allowed to happen. And uh, and he played so well last night. And the way everyone's talking about him now, I totally agree with the market move. Uh, that market's dead the entire rest of the year. You just cross that one off. Happened with rookie of the year last year too. It happens a lot with that one because it's like the number one pick wins a lot and he's the favorite going into the season and you don't want to bet a short price. You just want to kind of not bet and see if he's vulnerable. And we waited and we to see if Victor Wembanyama is vulnerable and he's not. And so now it's like, okay, cool. On to the next market. You just cross that one off the entire season. Dead. No problem. And, uh, and it's because he's so good. It's awesome. I actually had a friend message me today saying – is there any chance he could win most valuable player? <laughs> and I just, and I, I don't bring that up because it's like, yes, he can. The, the answer is obviously no. The team will never be good enough for him to win most valuable player. He'll be awesome. He can make, he can make second team All NBA or something like, which is insane, by the way, which is like completely ridiculous that he could do that. He'll be in the All Star game, um, but like, let's let's be really honest. Like they're they're not going to go like fifty and thirty two. Like that's not really like in the cards for them this year. He's just going to be awesome, and then like next year. I mean, who knows? Like next year, he'll probably get bet to win most valuable player and he'll actually have like a too short price. Um, so he can't win. But that just speaks to, I think, how the conversation, like I, you know, I have NBA Today on right now and it's like everybody going around the table. Like, what was your favorite part of his performance last night? Who does he remind you of? Kevin Durant was asked about it after the game. It was like, he doesn't remind me of anybody. Like he's his own thing. That's like what makes it so cool. There's no comp. And it's like, yeah, like you're you're right. Like we've never seen anything like this. So yeah, the, the betting aspect is rookie of the year is dead the entire rest of the year. And uh, but the fun kind of on court aspect is this guy's appointment viewing every single game he plays the rest of the season, which is really cool. I, I think it was Eubanks with like two and a half minutes to go. Where went they're right. like he's like thirty five feet from the basket Kevin's and he's just like right. just, <laughs> who is Kevin Eubanks from like from like the uh, from he's, like David Letterman band? Jay Leno's Jay Leno's, Jay Leno's, Jay Leno's band leader. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin say. Eubanks of the Tonight Show band. And me, I think I'm at home. Be, yeah. Better, better reference you with Kevin Eubanks or me yesterday with Ken Brell Tompkins. What was better? Ken, no, Ken, I, I like if I had like if I was sipping coffee like I do at the start of the show, then I would have been a spit take on Ken Brell Tompkins <laughs> last night. That was incredibly funny. But just like every, am I the every time I hear Drew Eubanks, I just think of Kevin Eubanks. That's what I think because Eubanks <laughs> is like a pretty you know, non-traditional last name. So it's just like right. that's who I think of. And I grew up like I. A lot. Some people. I. I. I did. I watched Leno like a lot when I was like a preteen teenager. You stay up. You start staying up late at night. Like every single night as you start to get older. I had like a twelve-inch television in my room that I like, saved up money from mowing lawns to buy, and I would like fall asleep to Leno coming on, and I would at that open of the show is like burned into my brain. Kevin Eubanks of the Tonight Show band. So there you go, Drew Eubanks. You know, Drew. Drew you know, you know, you know, Kevin headlines. Son. You know, jaywalking. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, di I, I'm dying to get your NHL thought. Um, but I actually, I was thinking this last night as I was, I was thinking, how about this? 
I was thinking of you while I was lying in bed last night. Oh, yeah. that's Well, that's because we do the show 78 hours a week. <laughs> well, it's that's actually true because I was I was thinking about it like as the Suns, uh, the, excuse me, the Spurs win the game last night. And I'm, okay, so Wembenyama is going to win Rookie of the Year if he stays healthy. And we're only a couple games in. And this this yeah. this thing's a wrap if he stays healthy. Yeah. Now, you bring up last year, like, ba- like Bancaro was always favored to win the award. And, it, Ken, you're like the best person about a week to ask this half. question. Yeah, like it took I was about gonna, a week and a half for him to go like been, minus five hundred. Has there been like an award? Has there been an award market like this where it is just like this quickly is just absolutely over? I would even argue that this is more over than Bancaro was, and maybe I'm wrong about oh, that. Oh, definitely. Maybe it's recency it's bias, more but over. Yeah, it took, Bancaro took like ten games to be completely unbettable. Because I I remember like I just uh, I went back through some of my stuff last year. And I, I had some parlays with Bank. A couple plays let you parlay awards. Not as many as you, as there used to be, because um, that went really well last year. And you could, I had some with Bancaro, like, November 8th, November 10th, you know, like, have him as the, like, and he was, like, minus 120 or minus 150 or something like that at that point. Took about two to three weeks. And then I think by Thanksgiving, he was minus 1,000. And then it never wavered the entire year. So, you know, Wembenyama, like, ahead of schedule, if that's what we're comparing him to. But obviously, like, a better prospect than Bancaro is. And it's nothing against Bancaro. He's, like, a future all-star, maybe. And he might be the best player on the Magic for a long and time. Great game last this night. Guy, this guy's just different. This guy's just different. And Chet Holmgren might be a better second-place guy than anybody last year. That's the funny part. Like, he's really good. And uh, But he did not win in this year. Like, shouldn't have, shouldn't have gotten hurt. He could have won last year. But uh, I just it's, – it's, it's very over. There's not really – trying to think of something where i mean like rookie of the year is a really good one in a lot of sports because it's just like there's usually if there's a hyped prospect in any sport that he opens the favorite he opens a low price and then it's over really fast if he ends up coming close to realizing his potential in hockey it'll be i'll be curious if bedard ends up being that he's like minus 180 minus 190 but like there are other first-year players for the Calder that are playing really well. And Bedard hasn't been like, th- like this, like what Wembenyama did last night. Bedard's not out, like, getting hat-tricks every night already, which is kind of like the equivalent of what is doing. But yeah, Rookie is a really good one. The only other one that comes to mind, and it took longer, but the season's longer, is like Otani MVP last year, where it was just like, like, what's the point? Like, I'm not even looking at this every day anymore. Like, I don't care. It's stupid. There's no money to be made. So just like next. And that's, I think that's, and that's, it's, it sounds like a downer. It's just a testament to how awesome the player is. It means the sport's more watchable. It means the sport's more fun because this guy's in it. We'll, uh, we'll hold. I want to get your NHL betting thought off of last night. We'll do it at the top of the next segment. Then we'll get to P squared, B squared. Um, Just like watching the game last and this is not like a betting thought just like a, like as a sports fan the spurs have been kind of like downtrodden for and it sounds like a weird thing to say because of all the success with duncan right. and ginobili and parker and winning all those championships but this has been like a pretty miserable team over the last couple of years with like absolutely no juice popovich kind of looks like more deranged every single night and now here comes this dude and everything's been flipped and now all of a sudden their box office, like you said, their must watch. Like Popovich is is like reinvigorated. They're they're I don't I don't know if they're like really good or not, but they're really, really fun. And just like sports are great. And I really enjoyed watching the end of the game last night. I ended up staying up hashtag past my bedtime to do so. You gotta what a what a great time of year, man. It's the absolute best. Uh on the other side. We've got so much good stuff coming up for everyone over the course of the show today. I can't wait to hear Ken's betting thought on the National Hockey League off of last night. And then we'll talk about the Bucks and the Titans in Week 10 and the Steelers and the Packers. P squared, B squared for last two, uh, the two participants last night on Thursday Night Football. 
to the end zone. Touchdown! And there it was, Deontay Johnson finally gets into the end zone. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I love that, like, Deontay, like, drops the touchdown right before that, and I'm like, this dude's actually never scoring again. And, and then they did, they did get him the touchdown. So good on Deontay Johnson. Good on Kenny Pickett. Good on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Good on Al Michaels. I thought I thought Al and Kirk were pretty good last night compared to, like, you know, normally well, what we get. I thought it was a pretty good broadcast last night. No. That, the telecast was really good. So I, I totally agree. I do not – I don't dispute anything you just said. Al still has this thing, and it came up last week too. He has this thing like the car's running outside – and he's he's got somewhere to be, and there's like a foot out the door. And on the last play, it's like, and the game's over. You hear like a door shut and a car screech and a plane take off in the background. Cause like the fourth down penalty on the Levis drive, like early in that drive, where like you thought the game was over, there was like a late flag, like Hopkins got interfered with or whatever it was. And you could yep. tell like he thought the game was over because the pass was incomplete. And there was that again, that just like, yep, throw and incomplete and that'll do it, everybody, okay. And it's like, no, no, man. Like, you, yep, you got to do your job for like 10 more minutes. Like, you, the car can still warm up. It's okay. Like, just, there's like an urgency to get out of there on the last play. So he was great. Like, the, the other 99% of the time, no complaints. In the Bills game with the call of the Hail Mary, just like, what was it? Like, uh, like, like craziness not this it's time like, oh, or oh it's, it was like, it's like crazy ending not this time not this time bye we'll, we'll see you next yeah, week yeah. uh yeah. do you get Just, the sense there's still that do you get the sense um and i think you know our audience people that are in tune to this sort of thing even if you're not a better you know like al makes has made allusions to it many times over the course of the years and like you're generally able to tell like hey like who did al bet on in the game yeah. the same was like who did brent musburger bet on in the game based on his sure. calls are you getting the sense that al still betting games are you able like to glean like watching a game like like what al's bet is not really i always felt like people overrated that they had that skill to do that because I heard the same thing. I, I heard what you heard. And I would always hear people say that. Oh, like Brent must be on this. Al must be on this. And then I would listen and I would try to do it. I'd be like, this is what you're basing it? Like, no way. Like, no way that you know. And like, maybe, like, I'm sure on occasion, it would be like, you'd be able to tell. But the idea that well, every Brent's game, you just figure out so, you could right? know. Yeah, but like, even then, I, maybe I'm just really bad at figuring out what he's saying and like and reading between the lines. But I don't know. I'm like a pretty smart person. I listen to this and I'm like, I don't know what he bet on. Like, how am I supposed to know? Be like, oh, he had the under. Be like, why? Because he like coughed there. Like, what, I mean, I, so what am I supposed to do here? So I, just, I, I don't know if Al's firing anymore. I, ho I hope he is. Like when we're so that too. age, like I still want to be like jamming in bets, enjoying betting, like enjoying like the, you know, watching sports, watching games and stuff. So hopefully Al still does that. Well, we're we're like two decades into betting, you know. So here, here's here's two so other six. So <laughs> yeah, so far, listen, listen, hasn't hasn't treated us too badly. Uh, we will get to thoughts on the game last night, where as obsessed as I am with Victor Wembanyama, like Will Levis might have to take out like a restraining order against me oh, like, when boy. this is all said and done, because I'm yeah. I am I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Will Levis. He's just he's he's really 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 good uh we'll talk about levis we'll talk about Pickett. we'll project next week's games for the titans and the steelers in a moment but ken you said you had something for us in uh in the national hockey league off of last night's game and i don't know if this is an award take or like a game by game thing but i'm very excited to hear it uh what do you have for us right now in the uh hashtag on the ice well you, you spent you meant you mentioned that you stayed up to watch sun spurs 
Did, did you stay up to watch Canuck Sharks? Uh, <laughs> I did not watch, watch the that? game. I can, I, I can tell you that. So and we, it was just so unfortunate. It's just like bad job by me. I was like, I, I don't know whether I want to like lay Vancouver or bet the under yeah. in the game. And like, I ended up like having it like to close out a parlay. And uh, I was like, you know what? Like I'll play under. I feel like Vancouver's going to win like four nothing. San Jose is not going to score. And then like, I get better on, like, I, I win more money basically as opposed to laying two thirty right with Vancouver. Well, <laughs> 10 goals later, it's like, Vancouver wins There's ten the over. to one. Ten I mean, to one God. for people who didn't see. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I had Vancouver on the puck line. That's why I was watching. And I was, I remember we did this last night, and you were like the under, and I was like, you're probably right. But I, anytime I get to bet against the Sharks and the puck lines plus money, and Van, so my my takeaway, well, like everybody already knows the Sharks are bad. There are uh, there's there are markets open for who's going to have the worst record in hockey this year. They were about like two to one at the start of the year, three to one. They're like minus one eighty now. We're like minus they're two. I mean, they're, they're like the opposite of Wembenyama or they're like trying to tank for Maybe they think there's a Wembenyama in hockey that they can get if they lose enough or something like that. I mean, they're, I mean, 10-1. And this is not like a new thing. Like they've been losing by multiple goals in home games and all their starts. Uh, no, my thing's Vancouver. And it takes like a little bit to kind of figure out where teams are sometimes. Like I thought maybe the Flyers were a thing. I think I'm totally wrong. And their starting goalie got hurt, which is really problematic. So maybe that is going to end up torpedoing that. But you're always kind of like looking, being like, all right, like, you know, Boston's still good. Toronto's still good. So, you know, uh, Vegas, like, all right, they won the Stanley Cup last year, Colorado. But like, are there any teams that are changing like what tier they're in? And Vancouver made a coaching change late last year, which you talked about at the start of the year, where Rick Tockett is now their, their coach. And they played pretty well to close last season. And they have started this year probably as impressive as like any team in terms of versus what we expected coming into the year. So like, yeah, like, yes, Vegas has been like the best, right? And Colorado has been good and Boston has been insanely good. Boston also broke the record for points last year. So like, this can't be that surprising that they're doing it again. Uh, if I'll say it like if they did it, if Vancouver is good, um, they actually potentially have an entrant in like four different awards markets that are all really interesting. Uh, so their talk at their coach is now the favorite in a bunch of places to win the Adams award. That's correct. There are a couple places where he is not the favorite. And my advice is to bet him until he's the favorite, which I've tried to do. And I just can't get the price to move this much. Cause there's not, the limits are pretty low, but uh, he should be the favorite. And uh, Quinn Hughes, who's their like outstanding defenseman and who is now leading all NHL defensemen in points. Um, I have Kale McCarr who missed a game, obviously, but like Hughes is awesome. And uh, I think, is he Jack Hughes's brother? That's the other thing. I was going to look that up before the show. I think he might be. Anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't matter for the handicap, but I was just curious. I think I might have seen that somewhere. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yep. If he's uh, not, Jack he is be. Jack yeah. is Quinn's younger brother. Quinn is the older brother. I mean, that's pretty wild. Jack Hughes is like almost the favorite now to win the Hart. You're going to have the favorite for the Hart Trophy and the Norris in the same family? Like, that's and their dad is, uh And their dad is John Hughes, who directed Home Alone. <laughs> And their distant brother is PGA golfer Mackenzie Hughes. <laughs> and their and, and, and their uncle, their uncle is former Yankees and twin starting pitcher Phil. Right, you know. Phil's nephews. So uh anyway. So Quinn Hughes is like very live for, again, if they're if they did it, if they're good, if they're like top six in the West good, if they're top six in the West good, Tockett's way live for that award, Quinn Hughes is way live for that award. Uh their playoff prices are really interesting right now. They've got They've got like a lot of stuff cooking and then the kind of like the the really hidden one here and i don't think he's gonna win necessarily but thatcher demko their starting goalie was really good again last night i talked about this a little bit like a couple days ago just that i don't think he's gonna win the vezina but if you were looking for like the leanest Olmark of this year like a guy at a long price who starts really hot and just kind of keeps it up now 
I don't think the Canucks are going to like break the record for points like the Bruins did, but Demko is going to play more than Olmark did. Like it'll be a different setup. My point would just be from a price standpoint, you've got your, your usual contenders at the top. Jake Ottinger for me is like number one with a bullet. The market's starting to move in that direction, but it's just the award goes out in July. The market's just not going to move fast. Like nobody really cares except me and the market moves slowly and whatever. Cool. In July, I'll take all the money. So Jake Ottinger should be like a pretty big favorite right now. He's getting there. And with each start, he should be a bigger one. And the the guy who's like off the radar, who should start, he's his price is okay right now. He's like 20, 25 to one. That's not even that wrong. Just that if you were looking for like a big price, who could get into that conversation? Again, if they did it, if the Canucks are actually really good, maybe they're not very good. We'll see. They play Dallas tomorrow night, which is like Demko v. Ottinger. And this is one of those games where I'm like, can everybody just be healthy and have a great time? Like, because I bet on all of you to do everything this year. Uh, and maybe like the final score could be one nothing in overtime or a shootout actually would be awesome. So just like if the Canucks are good, if they did it, there's like a lot to them that's really, really, really interesting. Maybe it doesn't materialize. Maybe they just kind of fade away and they're like the eight seed and none of this happens. But they got some interesting players. They got a killer defenseman. Their coach might be really good. Demko might be good. They might be cooking a little bit here. It's kind of interesting. And uh, and obviously they won 10 to 1 last night. So it cats out of the bag a little bit, but um, they've obviously performed well even against other teams. Just some things to think about as we get into the next month of hockey here. And Tockett is getting like tons of credit for this also. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense that he's that he's the favorite right now in that market. And uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken on a Friday. We'll get to the NFL in a second. But I have um on BetMGM and like I'm not like in the weeds on this and like in a really good way like you are right on a day in day out basis. I'm looking at the Vezina market here. Like this, this I, 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 I could definitely be wrong. This market's stupid, right? Well, it just moves glacially. So the, the Vesna market like, gets I, anchored. I, like Hellebuck is tied, Hell, 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 Hell is Hell tied for the shortest odds. Yeah, right. He gets like shelled every night. He's, he has the, so, tied for the shortest right. odds. So here, here's how, well, I'll tell you how this happens. It's the same thing with the Adams, which is the coach market. The, the market enters the season set a certain way and then doesn't change very fast. So like before the year, Hellebuck, Sorokin, Shesterkin, these guys were all uh, UC Soros. These guys should all be low priced because like if you go to like a fantasy site, they'll project certain guys, a fantasy site, fantasy hockey site, they'll project a certain way, like they'll project as the best goalies. So you can start the year and they can be the favorites. That's okay. But again, like, why is it why is it so slow moving? Because the limits are low and the awards are given out in July. So like, yeah, you're, you, if you can beat NFL sides, go do it. <laughs> but if you can't, like this is super soft, like it is. So market's not going to move very fast. The uh, the other thing about this award is the first month is insanely predictive of who wins. October is actually like crazy predictive of which makes no sense because it's so long. You got to get off to a great start. No one's basically ever won not getting off to a great start. Like Lundqvist, when he won King Henrik, when he won his, he's like the one like guy who was quote bad and his goals against average was like a 2.1. And he was like only like three and three. <laughs> he was like, oh, 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 okay. So like, if you're even like okay right now, you're kind of dead, and you have to be awesome. And Ottinger was the best, and Demko was like among the best. Both Bruins goalies were the best, but like they ain't winning. There's no way they're gonna give the Bruins another Vesna. They're gonna they're gonna call it a system, and they're gonna say both goalies are really good. They almost didn't give it to Olmark last year for this reason. They're not gonna win. And like Swayman got torched last night anyway, so who cares? It just you it's this is gonna take shape. It's just gonna take a long time because again, like when you can't bet a lot of money into stuff, there's no real impetus to change it really fast. Whereas like when there's a an NFL injury on a game this Sunday. 
there's a big impetus to move it really fast. You can get tons of money in on this market before the before the number changes. Like everyone's got to be paying attention. It's efficient. Uh, it doesn't work that way with hockey awards, which kind of is what, what makes them charming, makes them fun. That is, I gotta tell you, the very interesting last couple of minutes on the show talking about this. Uh, I kind of want to do like more on hockey, but you know, we have a lot of guests coming on. We should do some football here. So let's uh, let's start. Um, yeah, Jake. Uh, Jake, I'm sorry, that's out of habit. Jake is off today. Our guy Kenny Henderson does a great job with us on Sundays, aka Kenderson, is with us today on the show. We're very happy to have Kenny with us today. Also, Brian Gurchin. How about downtown Mike Brown going to cavort in the Bahamas or Cancun or whatever for like three weeks during football season? God bless Mike Brown. Enjoy Basically, your Mike didn't tell the beach, us. Buddy. Then yeah. the best is we get to the end of the show yesterday is just see you guys in two weeks. Like I got to thanks Mike. Bye. God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That have a great time. I think Question he mark. needs a new. I think instead of downtown Mike Brown, I, he I, either like Hollywood Mike Brown or like Cancun Mike Brown moving forward. Yeah, or like, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure what it's going like to be. Across the border Mike Brown or like international <laughs> waters Mike Brown. You know, I think I just... Hollywood Mike Hollywood Mike Brown is pretty good. Coast you know, to coast Hollywood Mike Brown. Because right. yeah, it's football season. You know, like like, like we're on TV now every day. Uh, no worries. I'll catch you guys in two weeks. Thanks yeah, a lot, Mike Brown. Christmas. Enjoy oh, your vacation, oh, oh. Mike. Right. Also, I don't know where Jake is, but it's great to have Kenny Henderson in with us today. Sure. Kenny, uh, if you could bring up the it moved, we don't need the whole thing, just uh, just the music, or or don't. It's all good, or not it moved. No, actually, recommends. he did the right thing. Yeah, he actually like he got it right. Yeah, yeah. I gave very bad. Kenny, directions. Kenny, don't let don't let Nick don't let Nick tell you what to do, even when he's trying to tell you what music to play. You do you do I, your I, own I, thing. You got it. Honestly, <laughs> I guess that's probably good advice. Because I gave terrible, I, I gave wrong directions and he still got it right. So good job by Kenny. Um, why don't we start with the Bucks and, and Titans next week? This game's going to be played in Tampa. I mean, I'm hoping that it's Will Levis is going to play. Like if Tannehill gets cleared and they go back to him, it's just like, what What are you guys doing? Like, please don't do that. Um, I, I'm guessing it'll be Levis. Uh, Ken, do you have a projected point spread for us, Bucks and Titans next week? And obviously we can fold in our opinions on what we saw last night, last night from Tennessee as well. Yeah, we, and we've had this come up with like, uh, you know, a, a bunch of games that we've done recently where it's kind of like mediocre teams play. They go in next week, they play mediocre teams. What's the number supposed to be? And it's going to be like a small number in every case. The, the Pittsburgh game will have a bigger point spread, I think. But I mean, you could you could get a well, first of all, let's see who, who Tennessee's starting quarterback is. I think we hope it's Levis. We really I really, really, really hope it's Levis. how about the fact he didn't throw a touchdown. They lost. But he was so impressive, his odds actually dropped to an offensive rookie of the year this morning. Like He was like 30, and then he was 18, and then he was 20, and it's like, man, yeah, there was a lot of room for somebody to drop. He wasn't even that good, <laughs> and his price dropped. Like, no kidding. No kidding that's going to happen. What do you think's going to happen when Bryce Young wins against Indianapolis? He's 65 to 1 right now. What do you think's going to happen to his price? Um, I, you could you could tell me, like, anybody by what's a ones and twos game, right? Isn't that what you call it? Turntable game or whatever? That's right now, at least. That's what this is. And I guess we could talk about, like, what's going to move the market or something. But for now, this is a really small spread point. Uh, small yeah, point spread like, game. Excuse me. Like, t Tampa favored by less than three would be, like, that would be, like, my, my projection for this well, game right now. Well, not if they lose to Houston. Sense. No, yeah, not if they that, lose to Houston. That's, like, Tennessee one and a half. Like, I don't know, something like that. Tennessee one. Um, How fast... If I if I'm Mike Vrabel and I call you um, uh, Mike Tomlin or Omar Khan or like in the Steelers front office and I say hey like I'd like to trade you Will Le Levis straight up for Kenny Pickett yes. how fast would it take you to say yes immediately right <laughs> it's just like we'll talk a little bit more about Levis on the other side and like I I'm disappointed in Mike Vrabel and Steelers and Packers as well in week ten to wrap up our number one phenomenal football Friday with Nick and Ken you better you bet we'll be right back with you better you bet presented by Bet MGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.
Levis steps up, fires, and it's picked off. Juan Alexander cements it. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Yeah, the less said about that, the better. Uh, we'll be on Stadium coming up in 20 minutes, and we'll start our parade of amazing guests on the show today. Sam Paniatovich, Mike Gallagher, and Anthony DeBundo in Hour 2, Brad Evans and Colin Wilson in Hour 3. All our bets for tonight and our NFL bets for Sunday and the Power Hour Final Hour. Locomotive leaves the station at 5 o'clock Eastern Time. All of Ken's bets coming up for tomorrow in the great sport of college football. But for now, we continue our discussion on P-squared, B-squared, handicapping next week in the National Football League. And like, you know, we were talking about this a little bit off air, um, just how awesome like Will Levis is. And I I don't watch like college football, like with that type of eye. I don't really watch it that much to begin because it's like, that's like the condition of my marriage is that like I can't sit and watch college football on Saturdays because I watch sports every other day of the week. That's my one day off and I like to spend it with my wife. But I don't sit down and watch games with that eye. And I know a lot of people in the pre-draft process like didn't like Levis. Actually, people were like very like 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 very vocally anti Will Levis. And then he falls to the second round, and you watch this guy play, Ken. And like we bet him offensive rookie of the year. He's like, what's the argument against him? Like, what is the Will Levis critique? I'd love to know what like the naysayers are saying now about Will Levis. What could you possibly say about this guy now? He's awesome. Period. Right. Yeah, I mean, for what we've seen so far, I, I also like the thing that makes it impressive. To I got, you know, I don't want to be like the t- talent evaluator. Like I, I can talk about offensive rookie of the year too, um, which I think he is live to win. Honestly, like I think, I think he surprised a bunch of people last night, and he didn't throw any touchdowns. But guess what? Like CJ Stroud has a bunch of games where he doesn't throw touchdowns either. So we'll see. Um, I st- still way live. Like price dropped. So cool. Like glad I bet it before the game. If he throws the touchdown at the end and wins the game and throws that touchdown pass, I mean, he's like right behind CJ Stroud today. Like he's like the second choice in the mark to give you an idea of like how important that play was and how quickly someone could emerge, I think, to be the second choice. Also, Pukanuku is questionable and may not play this week, which is also pretty interesting. So like, uh, you know, from that standpoint, like glad I made the bet watching him. I go like, man, I'm really glad I made this bet. He may not win, but like we are way live here with this bet on this guy to win. Uh, Yeah. And just the other thing, too, like at Pittsburgh short week is always going to be like a nightmare kind of a, an offensive situation like there weren't going to be 90 points scored in the game last night like that's just not how the Steelers play that's not how that game's going to go uh the total was really low could have gone over just it wasn't going to be like a really big offensive exhibition it was just not going to be that and so you have that 19 different offensive line injuries his weapons are brutal. Like DeAndre Hopkins, who looks incredibly rejuvenated every week now, by the way. Like he's like talking to everybody, signaling first down, leaping for balls out of bounds. Like he's doing everything. Like Traylon Burks gets hurt at the end of the game, and it's like a kind of a scary injury. But he, you know, like he's kind of in and out. He obviously entered the game with an injury as well. There's just like there's not a lot to do from a weapon standpoint, passing wise, and the offensive line's bad. And yet, despite that, like he's flicking the ball all over the place. It looks effortless. It, like, it just looks cool. Like, you're, it was the most interesting thing about the game last night. The Steelers win, like, neat. But, like, the the fun part, like, the cool part was just, like, yeah, this guy's, like, pretty good. Like, I kind of want to see him, like, see if he can lead the team down at the end to win the game. Wanted to see him lead the team down at the end of the first half to maybe score a touchdown. And then Vrabel chooses to, like, run the ball and kick a field goal, which is, like, pretty asinine decision-making. But whatever, it's fine. Um, yeah, he's, he's really good. Happy we made the bet. 
think he can win the award uh and this and we'll get to next week in a second like obviously like that game is going to set up a little better like long rest to prepare to maybe have like a slightly better offensive projection yeah, and look, Vrabel's an awesome coach. This is not like to diss Mike Vrabel. It's like, hey, Mike, like, can, can you coach the game like you've actually got like a good young quarterback? Let him go win the game. Like, it's not like Malik Willis that you're rolling out there. This is not, it's a Tommy DeVito baby. Like, Levis is real deal. Like, he's legit. You got to give him a chance to go win the game. And Vrabel, I thought, was way too conservative. Maybe cost the Titans the win last night. I want to get your thought, Ken. Give us like a market update on Offensive Rookie of the Year in a second. But just, um, like, credit to me. Uh, Derrick Henry goes over his receiving yards prop last night. Um, targeted, I think, officially four times in the game, but had like a couple other passes that were like clearly plays, clearly designed for him, and the ball never got to him. Um, so like this is like really like six targets for Henry, six targets for Tajay Spears. I think this may be a thing moving forward. Like with as Levis as the quarterback, if like these numbers aren't going to get adjusted, Ken, and like the prop market, like we still have Henry 11 and a half, Spears 14 and a half. I think I'll, I'll just bet both of them over next week and I'll live with it if I lose. If this is what it's going to be from a target perspective, I feel like those bets will win uh, more often than not. Um, what What's happening right now with Offensive Rookie of the Year with, uh, with Will Levis? Is it anything to do right now as we approach the games on Sunday? Now we can go to well, we, uh, we Steelers talked about Packers. It. We talked about it a couple. Yeah, we talked about it a couple times already. I don't know if there's anything else to add. Just uh, like his price dropped. Uh, that's correct. Um, you know, if Nakua doesn't play, that's gonna that'll be pretty interesting. Like one less game to accumulate stats. We don't know if Stafford's gonna play in the game yet. He's questionable. That's kind of interesting. How does Addison look with now Jaron Hall, the starting quarterback for the Vikings, and Josh Dobbs, the backup? Like, how's that gonna play out? So you you again, you go back over the candidates again. Jameer Gibbs is on a buy. His price isn't going to change except to get worse because um, he he'll he can only be less likely to win. He's not gonna do anything else. Uh, and Stroud plays the Bucks, and I have a bet on the Bucks in the game. Like I want now, I want the Bucks to win twice. Like I want him to win for that. I want him to win because I want this to get compressed. I want the two quarterbacks to catch up to Stroud maybe a little bit. It does. It's a, it's, it is, it has the potential to be very interesting. It doesn't have to be interesting. Stroud could play well. This thing could be donezo. And, uh, but if he's ever, it's, if he ever doesn't, and it's not like he's had insane touchdown games the last few weeks. Like if he, if he does what he does against Carolina, what he did against Carolina and Bryce Young in an interesting game that tends to go over these Indianapolis games like this can get really compressed really, really fast. So I was happy to see Levis's price drop. I agree with it. Um, and now it's honestly like, do I want to bet more Bryce Young? It's just like not changing. And like, look, listen, all the things I just said, like Jaron Hall's throwing Jordan Addison the ball. Nakua may not play like Gibbs is done for the week. A chance not back yet. Like, again, Bryce Young throws two touchdowns on Sunday. He's 65 to one in a couple places. He could wake up to eight to one next week and that's not even that actually doesn't even matter what stroud does in that situation it's more just like well stroud stays that price everyone else wiped out here's like bryce young now up to the front like here's what that is it just it all feels like it's on a knife edge as a better and somebody who likes to bet these markets those are the kind of things you're looking for like big prices that are going to happen more often than the price would indicate you better you bet with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal Football Friday. Sam Paniadovich joins us in about 10 minutes and we'll be simulcast on Stadium. But for now, Ken, let's end our number one and talk about Pittsburgh's game coming up next week and project this out. Pittsburgh will host Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Packers at right now, I believe, about a three-point home favorite on Sunday against the LA Rams. Matthew Stafford is questionable um, for the game. So Stafford, we don't know if he's going to play. Puka Nakua also questionable for the LA Rams. So Ken, what do you have for us here with the Steelers and the Packers uh, for next week? A projected spread and thought on this game. I think this is always going to be the same. I guess I don't have to say that because like, I mean, the Packers, like, I, I guess they could 
I guess they could like really beat the Rams up badly and, and give you a better impression of them. Um, this is Steelers three or three and a half. And I guess how the Packers play this weekend determines which one it is, because if they go out and they lose like at home to the Rams, especially if Stafford doesn't play, I don't see how this can open three. This uh, you just you'd bet the Steelers so fast in the game. And that's not even like the Steelers are bad. It's not even about that. Like Their rating should be bad, outgained in every game point differential brutal like just pulling rabbits out of hats constantly to win close games but like come on like come on <laughs> like if the packers play brutally i don't think it's gonna open three i think it's gonna open three and a half i think the most likely thing it opens is three though that's what the look aheads are i agree with that my number in the game is about three but let's see what the packers do this weekend and you know if they can kind of turn this thing around a little bit maybe that maybe the market could get more interesting what is like what is the betting scenario that you are looking for like this is what you want to happen because it will create a bet that you would like to make on the Steelers Packers game next week I don't know if there is one because you'd be like all right like do I want do I want them to get trucked because I want to bet them more than three against the Steelers Steelers like to play close games they're a, a bad statistical team I, but I don't want that I don't want the Packers I don't want Jordan Love on the road three and a half against the Steelers I wouldn't want that bet so uh, I think this is a game I it is like almost impossible I'm gonna come up with something I like here right now uh, I I think I would like if it's Steelers three I feel like I, I would want to lay Pittsburgh and I feel like at worst I push that's it. I don't know, man. They're just like they're like they're it's they're bad. Like they're really bad. Like your your best angle with Pittsburgh, honestly, in these games is live bet them entering the fourth quarter of like every single game. Like I don't know why you'd bet them pregame. Like they're honestly, you know what I you know what I would want to bet? Packers get trucked. Packers first quarter. Packers to score first. Packers first half. Like all that stuff. That's what I bet. It all be plus. It all be plus prices on it. Steelers are the worst first three quarters team in the league. Like I so like pregame Steelers laying I think is like a no go. It's it would be again like it would be Packers early and then find a live betting spot to bet Pittsburgh because apparently this is just every single Steelers game is going to play out the same way this year. Well, this is this would be like the irresistible force against the immovable object, except it would be two teams that like can't score right. in the first half of games because like the, the Packers first, are like just as bad as the Steelers early games. I mean, what, what it should be like it should be like two and a half. Right. First half total and it, next week. And, it, and it'll be like you know whatever. 18 and a half, 20, whatever, something like that. It'll be something, something wacky. Like, I, I don't know. Steelers are terrible in the first half. Packers can't score. Let's see. Let's see what the Packers look like against the Rams. Like, may, maybe Do you there's a pivot them? for them. No, God, no. I just say, like, you know, the it's it is. A, I've said this a hundred times on the show. And I'll just say it one more time. It is an impossibly long season. The Broncos had the worst defense of all time, and then they didn't. So, like, can the Packers offense be respectable? Not good. That's not going to happen. Can they be 20th? Can they be 22nd? Can they be something like that? Which, by the way, would put them ahead of the Steelers by margin, by the way, if they can be that. So, like, I, I just, you know, like, there, I, it, there's still room for a pivot here for the Packers to be below average instead of terrible. Um, just because, like, that's how the season works. Like, you almost never play the same way for more than four to six weeks. And we're, we're about due for the Packers to not be brutal. Maybe it's against the Rams. Maybe it's this game. Maybe it's never going to happen. But we're we're kind of about due for some kind of pivot here. The Steelers are going to be favored next week against Green Bay in all likelihood. I mean, I guess like something kind of come again. They're, or all, they're always favored. I, yeah, Mitch Trubisky, I think they're favored in the game. I don't think anything can happen. They're they're probably going to be six and three. Yeah. They'll put the playoff team. Maybe I think they I think yeah. they're terrible. Do you think they would ever? Do you think they'd ever give Tomlin coach of the year, even though he coaches a terrible team? Yes. I actually think right. that that is like a reason why they would give it to him, correct? Right. And he's never I, won. I agree. One. 
famously. I was, a, I was a little surprised his price didn't move. Not like I'm running out to bet it because like they're bad and they should lose a bunch of games. But like he's like 25 in a bunch of places. Like, is he more likely to win than Salah is? Maybe. Like, I just they, well, they're ahead yeah. record wise. How can it be less likely? Yeah. I like, think they're more I think likely to make the playoffs than the Jets are. I think if the Jets make it, I think could, well, because uh, because he's doing it with Zach. They're not. Yeah, it's, I think yeah, Salah maybe like a little four bit to more one likely to make the playoffs. Like they're not going to make the playoffs a lot. The Jets, the Steelers are going to make the playoffs more often. They won more games. I mean, we'll talk about next week. Like maybe like the Steelers just going to win a lot of games because Pickett's nails in the fourth quarter. Hour one done. Hour two for you, Young Neil Manning. Uh, hour number two coming up on the other side. Sam Paniadovich kicks it off right after this.